0: Thank you for joining us for another power-packed message from Pastor Sharat Yelasiri, brought to you by the friends and partners of Eagle Mount Church transforming believers into eagles who can soar above every mountain that may stand in their way empowering them to be leaders for their generations we hope that this message will transform you get ready to soar
1: Hello guys, welcome to Eagle Mount Church, thank you very much for joining us this morning and uh, you know, take a while to go share this link to your friends or your family or to anybody who you think needs to hear this. I'm so glad that you're watching us today. God has prepared something amazing for you all today, you know, but you know, make sure that you're consciously making an effort to stay focused because Hebrews chapter 2 says if you earnestly pay, give heed and if you do not do that, you will be drifting away and I don't want anybody to be drifting away because I want you to take away as much as you can from the word, not from me, not from anybody else, but from the word get your bibles and we are going to be starting a new series today and this series is going to be called the roman series okay we are going to be looking at the book of romans and and we are going to look at it in very much detail maybe the series is going to be very long but it's okay we are just going to go step by step into what paul is talking to the roman church okay bring your bibles bring your pens bring whatever you need to bring for you to be able to taking notes and then we will just immediately go into that before that let us just pray so father lord thank you very much for this time Lord, let your Holy Spirit speak to my vocal cords, speak through my tongue, speak through my mouth. Lord Jesus, let it not be me, but let it be you who is talking to the people who are listening. Father, whoever is listening from anywhere in the world, anywhere in the country, anywhere in my city. Father, I pray that you bless them. Lord Jesus, let the words that are talking, coming out of my mouth, go and minister to them. So, the Father, they will build in themselves in life, they will build themselves in faith. And also, Lord, they will be able to see you and give glory to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray amen amen thank you so much okay open to romans chapter 1 romans chapter 1 we will be looking at the book of romans in a way that paul has actually meant it to be written okay paul had so we all know that roman is a letter it's letter to the people in rome but who were the people in rome see the people in rome were two different people okay See, in the beginning of, uh, I mean, during the Acts, you know, when the book of Acts was happening, Jewish people were adding to the church more than the Gentile people were being added to church. So the, the church, the early church consisted of more Jewish Christians, okay? Keep that in mind. Jewish Christians, meaning the Christians who came in from the Jewish background. So they brought into the church a lot of Jewish traditions. So they were talking about, hey, Christians should get circumcised. Christians should start doing the following the Sabbath. Christians should do this because they kind of brought in the culture from the Jewish system into the church. But also the Gentiles were there in the church. But however, in the beginning of the you know early church, the Jewish were in the leadership role in the church times. So the Gentiles would always follow after what the Jewish Christians were doing. But then again, there was a lot of friction between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians. So now what happened was... Um, the emperor of rome sent away all the jews he sent away all the jews from rome so rome had no jews for a long time so they were away for around five years now after five years they had to come back because the emperor's rule i think he died or something like that so the, the 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 people had to come back the i mean they wanted to come back at least Now, when they came back, because the Jewish Christians were very uh, not dominant, okay, they were a minority now, because the Gentile Christians multiplied and the the congregation was so big that when the Jewish Christians came back into Rome, they found that all the traditions were not there. The Gentiles had brought in their own culture. Now, there is a friction. There is a friction between the Jewish Christians again and the Gentile Christians. They are are not able to get along. They, They are having a few hours. Arguments they are having a few you know disagreements and this is where Paul is writing to these Christians Okay, remember that the Roman the the people who are reading the letter of Romans are actually Christians The letter of Romans is not for you to get saved The letter of Romans is trying to talk to you about the importance of Christianity About the importance of Christ and not religiosity because they brought in traditions, okay? they brought in traditions now how would somebody address the disputes that are happening in in the church how would somebody address the roman dispute i mean the jewish christian dispute and the gentile christian dispute think about it okay the jewish christians were insisting that they get circumcised everybody even though they were christians get circumcised and that's why paul will talk about hey circumcision has no value right now because and then he compares abraham so we will go study all of that in depth i'm just setting a background context to you this sermon will be a mostly an inter- Introduction for you to just understand the picture of how Romans was actually established okay now unfortunately Paul unfortunately for the Romans not unfortunately for us unfortunately for the Romans at that point of time this was happening around 57 AD okay At that point of time, Paul had never visited Rome. Paul had never, never, never visited Rome. So what happened? For the benefit of us, God did not allow him to go to Rome so that he can write his entire gospel into the book of Romans, which right now you and I have in letters, okay, which you and I have in black and white. So this is basically the essence of what Paul would preach wherever he would go. So if he went to the Corinthian church, this is what he basically preached. This is what he actually spoke to them. In Ephesus, he spoke this. In everywhere Paul spoke this. Paul basically transcribed his sermon into notes. And that notes is what we have in the book of Romans. Because now he has never gone to the city of Rome. He has never met them. But he knows that they are just Christians but they don't know the life of Christianity. Paul is addressing that he's talking about hey look it's about jesus it's not about you it's not about traditions but it is about faith it's about faith so here let's just go um, i hope you have your bibles with you let's go to romans chapter one because we are in romans chapter one romans chapter one verses one two and three let us read paul a bond servant of jesus christ called to be an apostle separated to the gospel of god now let us just stop at gospel of god paul is calling himself. See, Paul does not need somebody to appoint him as an apostle. He knows what he is. He knows who he is. Okay. Many times, you know, uh, I'm just, this is just a rabbit trail. This is not my notes, but I'm just telling you many times we as Christians, we wait for somebody to give us a title. But actually for Paul, he says, uh, Paul a bond servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle who called him Jesus directly called him and he knows that and if he knows that that's enough okay so so you should know your calling not somebody should come and tell you your calling you should know inside of your heart that you that, that that that's just a bonus for you right there okay that was not in my servant anyway he was separated for the gospel of God now did you know that the gospel is a word derived from good and God and story so the word gospel has come from two words okay God story God story now gospel means the story of God I mean God's good story God's good story and did you know that in English the word God and good are derived from the same word God and good everything about God is good everything about God is good everything about good comes from God so that's why the Bible sees see how our language even establishes the word. The Bible says every good and perfect thing is from above, every good and perfect thing. In fact, even our language establishes that good comes from God and God brings good. So gospel actually comes from a word good, God, and story. So Apostle Paul has been separated to the gospel of God. What, who is this gospel concerning about? Here, let's see. Which, uh, the, this gospel was con- promised before through his prophets in the holy scriptures. This gospel is concerning Jesus Christ. This gospel is concerning Jesus Christ. This gospel doesn't concern you. This gospel doesn't concern me. But it gospel concerns Jesus Christ for you and for me. The story is for you, is for me, but concerning Jesus Christ. Many times, we feel like uh, see law focuses on you law focuses on the person of us but the the new testament grace focuses on jesus faith focuses on jesus because through christ now we have everything that we have in the law it was no christ in the law it was through your good works through your bad works you had whatever you had the law focuses on our actions the law focuses on a person but faith and grace focus on jesus christ so uh, remember this okay the good news of the gospel is concerning Jesus Christ here now let's go down to uh, uh, verse 5 through him see everything that we have in the New Testament is through him through him we have received grace and apostleship for the obedience to the faith among all nations underline obedience to the faith obedience to the faith Obedience to the faith. We will come back there in a while. See, Paul is establishing him himself. He's saying, Hey, I am Apostle Paul. I am called for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And appointed for that gospel. I'm separated for that gospel. And I am called to preach to all the nations this the obedience to the faith. Obedience to faith. And what does that obedience do you? It calls you to be saints. Okay. If you see uh, verse 7, it says it calls you to be saints. Now again, I'm skipping a few verses. I want you to go and read uh, the entire chapter a few times. Okay. So that you know what I'm talking about. Then if you go and you see uh, verse 11. I'm sorry. Yeah. Verse 11. For I long to see you that I may impart to you spiritual gift so that you may be established. I long to you guys that I may come and impart to you some spiritual gift that you may be established. See what is the spiritual gift that Paul is talking about? What is the spiritual gift that Paul is talking about? The spiritual gift that Paul is talking about is the obedience to faith, the gift of of faith he wanted to come and he wanted to preach he wanted to come and he wanted to preach so that through hearing he is establishing his call of preaching to you the obedience of faith that this gift will establish you and do you know the word establish defines as to render constant, meaning now if the gospel has um, established, I mean, let's say here in verse number seven, it says you are called to be saints. When the gospel, when when the when you are, when you come to know that you are called to be saints, and when you know it, and when you are obedient to that faith, that faith establishes you and it establishes the fact that you are a saint and it renders that position of saint constant. So you are a saint today. You are a saint tomorrow. You are a saint day after tomorrow. You are a saint until the day you die. Why? Because because of you have received the gift of the Paul, whichever he's imparting to you, that is faith. Because you have gotten that, that gift has rendered you constant. That gift has established you. Established you in what? Established you in every Every promise that is in the Bible, everything that is there in the New Testament. So to give you a little bit more context, okay, everything in the New Testament is all the things that God has given to you for you because you are partakers of Christ. Because you are partakers of Christ. What does partakers mean? Means you just participate in whatever you can get. See now if you are in an in, in, in institution, just because you are in an institution, you can partake of everything about that institution. You can go to the library, you can go to the football court, you can go to the basketball court, you can do everything, right? Just because you are a partaker, Uh, a part in that institution just like that in the in the new testament here because of the spiritual gift that paul has imparted to you called faith that faith will establish you in every uh, everything that you are part Taking in the new testament. See Christ in the in the old testament, okay, you partook of whatever you deserved, such as you do and you get, you don't do, you don't get. You do and you get what you deserve. You don't do and you don't get what you deserve. That's what Bible speaks about. Okay, in Judges and Joshua, and Deuteronomy and Leviticus, you go and read it says, Judgment will come upon you if you do all of these, and even if you miss any one of these commandments, curse will come upon you. So here the, the, the focus is not on Jesus, the focus is. Is not on God, but the focus is on your ability to render constant for yourself by you the promises in the Old Testament for yourself. Do you understand? I'll just repeat the focus here for you is the focus here is you so that for you will have to render yourself constant by the means of your actions the promises in the old testament for yourself okay so here it is by you for you and uh, through you only you the focus is you here but then we realized that in the new we realized that as time went on we could never render constant or never render even temporary the old testament promises the old testament promises were glorious but we could never render it because we were incapable we were in complete we could not do that but now in the New Testament all his promises are yes and amen what does that mean means there are the same the same principles in the Old Testament have now become the yeses in the new uh, New Testament because Christ has fulfilled the law Christ has fulfilled the law see I'm, I'm just talking about two verses now okay I'm talking about verse number 11 that I may impart to you that you may be established I may impart to you this spiritual gift that you may be established Fulfilling of the law, this is what it means. Okay, Christ came down, he checked all the boxes of the law. Meaning, if he does all of that, Christ is eligible for all the promises. And because Christ has done and completed and checked, each and every box Okay, like for example if you go for a driver's exam or driver's license you have to check a few boxes you might have to do an examination of road signs and road signals and all of that and then you might have to do an exam of you know uh, the car driving exam and then you might need to be in, uh, in perfect shape your eyes must work perfectly your hands must work perfectly and then you must be of the right age if you check all these boxes you're fulfilling the driver's examination law okay you're fulfilling that now thereby because you have fulfilled you are eligible for everything pertaining to driver's license so now you can get an insurance for yourself you can get a driver's license for yourself and if you don't have any of that you will not get an insurance you will not get a driver's license and not cops will catch you you will get a fine so Now, because you have rendered and fulfilled the driver's license exam, you have established yourself in a position of constant uh, license place where you can do everything that pertains to driving. Here in the Old Testament, Jesus did the exact same thing. He checked each and every box of the law so that Christ is now eligible for everything good that pertains to the law. You know, see, that's what the Bible says, right? If you do all the, uh, all these things, you will get all the blessings. But if you do not do even one, you will get all the curse. But Christ has fulfilled the law, means he has received all the good. He has now uh, achieved that license, okay? The driver's license, that whatever he needs to achieve. Now Christ has come into the New Testament and he says, hey, guess what? I am the vine, you are the branches. Now because I have everything that pertains to the Bible, everything that pertains to the promises of God, because I have it and because now you are my body, because I am the vine and you are the branches, you have everything that I have. You have everything that I have. This is the truth. Okay, You have everything that Christ has. You are participating in everything that Christ can participate in. You are partaking in the institution of Christendom. Now here is the trick. The focus is never you in the New Testament. The focus is always Jesus Christ. The focus here unlike the old testament is never you you are never the focus the focus is always jesus christ you have to always pull yourself and say through him i have everything through jesus i have the strength through jesus i am healed through jesus i have the wisdom through jesus i can do this through jesus i have the grace through jesus i am forgiven through jesus i am the righteous see you see here everything is through christ Now, this is what Paul wants to establish in the Roman Church. He wanted to say, hey guys, this is not about your traditions, guys. Jews, this is not about your Jewish traditions that you're bringing from your Old Testament here. Gentiles, this is not about your traditions where you're bringing from your, you know, culture. This is about Jesus. Verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes for everyone who believes you see salvation only works to you if you believe okay salvation only works for you if you want to believe if you can believe for the Jew first and also to the Greek means Jews and the Gentiles for in the righteousness of for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith from faith to faith in the old testament you appropriated everything by your actions in the new testament paul is talking see i told you this is what paul preached everywhere this is what paul talked about in every church that he went to this is what was paul's basic sermon in every place now paul is saying hey this you can appropriate only from faith to faith. This whole New Testament Christian journey will only begin in faith, it will end in faith. It will start in faith, it will end in faith. It has nothing to do with your actions, it has nothing to do with your goodness, it has nothing to do with your commitments, uncommitments, all of that. Nothing to do with you. You are not that important. You are not the end game here, you are not the player here. The player is Jesus Christ. So you Can appropriate this salvation for everyone who believes, right? If you can believe. But do you know that believe is a word derived from faith? Faith in the Greek, go look up your Greek, okay? Go download an app or say, just go look up. The word faith and the word believe have the same root. The word faith and believe. So having faith means believing. You get it? having faith means believing so here it says the power of God uh, gospel the gospel is the I mean this good story of God is the power of God of salvation for salvation for everyone who believes meaning for everyone who has faith. Now here I want to talk to you about how do we have faith or what is this faith for the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Now here if you come down here it says now the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. See the just are those who are declared righteous by the works of Jesus Christ. He is righteous so you are accepting everything that you are because of him. Okay, The just are not going to to be righteous. See the just are you are not made just by going to church. You are not made just by tithing. You are not made just by uh, loving somebody. But, but because you are just you will tithe. Because you are just you will go to church. Because you are just you will love somebody. You are not made just because of you. But you are made just because of Christ. And that you will do everything that you are. Now this justified person how will he live? He will live by faith. Who will live by faith? The just. Okay, who will live by faith the just you notice the Romans are Christians. Okay, so now you are the just who are you? You are the just you are the just the just will live by faith who will live by faith the just how will the just live by faith? Now tell me who is live by faith the just how will the just live by faith you see a teacher? Actually, let me just back up a little bit. You know the word shall means must and will Okay, the just must live by faith the just will live by faith the just shall live by faith if you are just you must live by faith if you don't live by faith you can't appropriate what god has for you in the old testament you do to get in the new testament you believe to get okay not in yourself but in christ here now you see a teacher lives by teaching a painter lives by painting a salesman lives by selling and the singer lives by singing if a teacher stops teaching he will stop living it will affect his living capacity because now the teacher for a teacher to live she needs to teach right Uh, for a teacher to live she needs to teach and her living is affected by her teaching simple A painter needs to paint for a living. And if a painter stops painting, it is going to affect his living. Now, in the same way, the just must live by faith. The just's faith is going to affect his living. If the just does not have faith, it's going to affect his living. Definitely. Now, your living by faith is your profession. You have to live by faith. It's a constant everyday thing. You have to do it every single day. It is a day job. It is a night job. It's a midnight job it's a midday job you are doing it when you're cooking you're doing it when you're dancing you're doing it when you're swimming you're doing it every single time the just must live by faith that is the key okay now listen to me in the same way uh the, the uh, okay by the way just you know that uh, the faith the just must live by faith you can say it as the just must live by believing and you know that believing is a verb just as teaching, preaching, painting, singing and dancing and all of that are verbs. Believing also is a verb. You need to put a constant effort into believing. You need to put a constant effort into believing. See, I wanted to just talk to you about why we believe in what we believe, okay? See, this is my iPhone, okay? This is my iPhone. And when the iPhone came, they said when this particular iPhone came, they said this iPhone has an IP 67 or 68 rating. Now what, that, what does that mean for this iPhone? It means that this phone can live submerged in water. This phone can live submerged in water for 30 minutes in 1 meter depth now what I I have the confidence of going and dropping this phone in the water and even after I take it out of that water I have the confidence that it will work okay here see for example reverse can you just come can you just help me Um, you see okay when I got this phone they said that this phone is an IP68 or 67 rating what does that mean I can live with this phone being underwater so even if I yeah Can you do that for me, please? Even if this phone is experiencing water, right? I have the confidence that it is still going to work. I have the confidence that it is not going to stop working. I have the confidence that it, it is not going to affect. And even if I drop it, it's not fitting. But even if I drop it, I have the confidence that it's working. Why do I have the thank you, Rufus? Why do I have the confidence that it works? Because it is written in the owner's manual, right? The owner's manual said, hey guys, check this out. This is IP67. This will work even if it's splashed on water. It's working. I have the confidence to do it. I have the confidence to put this. Now you find out if a, if somebody who doesn't know about this, if I take my phone and I do this in front of my grandfather, because he knows that every electronics is the enemy, every I mean, water is the ele- enemy of electronics, he will never do that. Why? Because he does not know what to believe in. Now, because I certainly do believe, I have faith that this phone is going to live that. I did not make the phone. I did not see how waterproof it is. I did not see how water resistant it is. I did not see if the seal is perfect, but I just believed. What did I believe in? I believe in what I read. I believed in the advertisement. Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's an amazing actor. I I think you must know him. Jean-Claude Van Damme is famous for the splits that he does. Okay. He does amazing epic splits. But there is one of his splits that stands out almost out of every single split that anybody has done in in the entire world. And I think it will be the greatest of splits in the entire world ever have done until today. He went on a Volvo test track where two trucks were reversing and he stood on the windows of the trucks and then the trucks were reversing and they separated and while they separated he performed one of his greatest splits on the windows of those Volvo trucks. Now you tell me, you know, this was a live single-stake advertisement. You tell me, okay, Jean-Claude Van Damme needed to have faith not in himself. He knew that he could do the split. He knew because he has been practicing it from the time he was a child. And this was not the first time he was doing the splits. But right now, Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, needed to have faith not on himself but on the Volvo truck. That when he stands on the windows, okay. now, Now, these are not, I mean, sorry, these are not windows. These are the rear view mirrors. I'm sorry, these are the rear view mirrors. He's standing on two rear view mirrors of both trucks. He's standing on two rear view mirrors. The rear view mirrors are able to take his weight. They are reversing at a speed. Now these trucks are massive trucks. If you know anything about driving, you know that you can't, it's not very easy for you to reverse when you have a trailer on the back side of you. But these guys at Volvo, they wanted to show off that these trucks are so capable. Now, Jean-Claude Van Damme needed to have faith in what the engineers at Volvo said. The Jean-Claude Van Damme needed to have faith in what the drivers were doing in the truck. He needed to have faith that every calculation was going to go right, that he had the confidence of standing and just chilling and then performing one of his most epic splits. If Jean-Claude Van Damme had only faith in himself, it would have not been glorious. But because he had faith in not himself, but in the entity that was supporting him, it turned out to be such a glorious event, which resonated throughout all markets, which resonated and put Volvo trucks at a standard where they are the epitome of trucking. Now, what am I trying to prove? I'm trying to prove that you have faith you have faith the 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 fact that i can put this underwater shows that i have faith i believe that this phone is not going to get spoiled the fact that jean-claude van dem could do that split on two volvo trucks shows the fact that he has faith everybody has faith everybody has faith. but the sad part is people don't want to exercise faith when it comes to god they don't want to exercise faith when god says you are the blessed of the Lord. When God says therefore nothing by any means shall hurt you. We are not able to take that. But when iPhone says, hey, this is IP68, you can dip this in water, but you have never seen anything except for an advertisement that they are showing off. You know that even if you check this, it's going to render constant. You know that if you put this in water today, it will be the same. You put this in water day after tomorrow, it will be the same. Then you put this in water a year after, it will be the same. Why? Because you remember what the advertisement said. You remember what the creator said. If man can say something and you can have confidence in a man, how much more should you as a born again believing Christian have faith in God? You see, it is not glorious when you just um, have faith in yourself. It is glorious when you have faith in the, the, the Creator. Or what the Creator said, The just shall live by faith most christian life is based upon believing and unbelieving believing and unbelieving and this is just an introduction to paul you know he's talking about hey guys i am going to come and i'm going to teach you i'm going to give you a spiritual gift called the obedience of the faith you need to be obedient see the fact that christians are doers you know it's irritating the fact that christians want to do instead of being I always used to take this example, okay? You don't perform 100 surgeries and become a doctor. You be a doctor and then do the surgeries. You don't do the surgeries and then be a doctor. That's going to be messed up. You're going to kill a 100 people. You're going to kill 1,000 people. But then if you are a doctor, if you become a doctor and then you do the things, then it's got much more meaning. Christians today, okay, they don't want to be the identity that Christ has given them. They don't want to be Christ-like. They don't want to be in the presence of god they don't they don't want to be focusing on christ but right now christians want to focus on themselves so that these guys as an entity as themselves can be greater than christ can be greater than the you know they they glorify themselves greater than christ that's why it's so easy for you to take instructions it is easy for one person to take instructions but it's very difficult for the same person to take instructions in terms of faith. In terms of faith. In terms of faith. If you are having coffee everyday every morning, normally, and one day suddenly your brother or your sister comes and says, Hey, is the coffee well? Is the coffee normal? Is the coffee normal? Is it okay? Suddenly you are not willing to drink that coffee as comfortably as you would before. Why? Because somebody came and he whispered, Something even though your brother or your sister was just kidding with you You know even if they were joking the doubt would mess you up so much That you don't want to have the coffee anymore. You don't want to drink it Why because you heard somebody else speak you heard somebody else say something about the faith that you had About the belief that you had that the coffee was normal But because now this coffee was normal the belief is messed up because of somebody else cussing, Hey, really is it really fine? Is it really okay, bro? Everything is cool? Are you sure the coffee is good? Are you sure it's tasting nice? Now, immediately the moment somebody says, Hey, are you sure the coffee is tasting You you spit the coffee that you drink. You don't want to drink it anymore. That's just, that's the devil's trick, you know. He doesn't want you to render constant for yourself the promises of God by faith. But then he puts doubt into you. And the moment doubt comes, unbelief comes. And now the just will not be living by faith. And because the just is not living by faith, it is affecting the just's living. That's why most Christians, okay, they will attain salvation. Yes, fine, sure, 100%. But they will not experience the shalom life because they have not exercised faith. Because they have not equipped themselves with the faith. Because, and this is the first chapter. This is the first chapter. Paul's introduction to the church of Romans. He's saying, guys, you need to live by faith. I am called for the good news of Jesus Christ, separated and coming to preach you the obedience of faith, that the moment I impart this gift to you, you might be rendered constant. That means you might be established where in the promises of God, whatever the promise you want for yourself, that you might be established in the promises of God so that, so that what you will render constant, you will live like Christ, you will live as Christ. And guess what? Because you believe, the just live by faith, the just must live by faith. And because you live by faith, and because of faith, it affects your living. And if there is no faith, it affects your living. Now think about it, church. You need to have faith. How much faith do you have? How much faith do you have? You know, faith only comes by hearing. That's why it's very important for you to go and listen to what the word is saying. Listen to what the Bible is saying. Listen to what Jesus is saying. Many people may be around you who is telling, Hey, Jesus is telling me this for your life. But it is much better for you to go and seek your God who is waiting for you to come and seek. You know, uh, I'll I'll tell you a little thing where, you know, people like to be told what to do. Because there is a very less risk factor, you know if you as an entrepreneur want to go and do something you can't really do it without a risk factor but if you're an employee you have a security factor right and you can always blame it on the other person you can blame it on the other person saying hey I did this because you asked me to do it I did this because you asked me see we don't want to always take responsibility faith is a responsibility and with faith there is a risk factor because there is an unknown element to it you don't know what the possible outcome might be it but but the assurance in the word will give you the unknown as a known factor you will be as uh, the, the the unknown will become as a fact to you and, and the, see, that's why an entrepreneur is able to go forward because he believes in himself. He believes in what he's going to do. See, when people made stuff out of their garage, they believed themselves in themselves. They did not know what can be the possible outcome. They did not aim that high. But they knew that if they do it, something was going to come out of it. Something, something. And if man can believe in himself and derive so much as an entrepreneur, how much more if you put your faith in God? See, I want to tell you a little story. Faith in God is like this. Okay. I had two dogs growing up two dogs both were very uh, Like very naughty. Okay, but they were very naughty dogs but my house was in a place where uh, where There's nothing around our house at that time. Okay, there was nothing around our house There were many stray dogs many street dogs just everywhere around our house and There were pigs and they were all that kind of things, you know, just the normal thing. And um, whenever we would uh, walk our dogs, if there was a street dog there, you know what dogs do, they try to attack that street dog. They try to go, so they pull on the leash, so difficult for you to hold on to that dog. They pull on to the leash. One day I was walking my dog and I realized, one day when my leash, because I couldn't hold the dog anymore. This is a big dog, I was very small at that time, I, could, I was I was not as strong as the dog was. Now my dog pulled me so hard that my that the leash left out of my hand. The leash I, I could not hold it anymore. But... When he was free to go, he did not really go, you know, my dog did not really go to attack the street dog, he just stood there, he came back to me, he wanted me to hold on to the leash, he wanted me to hold on to the leash, I said, this dog acted like as if it was go and ripped that dog apart, but the, when the leash came out, he doesn't want to go, he doesn't want, he just come back, comes back to me again. See, that day I learned, okay, my dog did not have faith in him, but my dog had a faith in the owner that I would protect my dog from that street dog. There was another time where my maid came over and uh, she came And she opened our gate and she just left it open. And our dogs are in the parking lot and they just ran outside, okay? They ran outside. We were so scared. We thought, thought, hey, uh, the street dogs are going to rip them apart. Now, when we went there, we saw that my dog was not far away from the house. Actually, he was just right by the gate. He doesn't want to go further. But the moment I went to see, hey, hey, Sniffy, why are you outside? The moment I went outside, Sniffy got boldness upon himself. He wants to go and attack every single dog out there. I'm like, hey, why are you doing that? Now, the, the, every step I take, my dog is taking another step. Every step I take, my dog is taking another step to attack. Every step I take, my dog is taking another step. You know why? Because my dog depends on me, not on himself. And at one point, I realized, hey, the only way I can get my dog back to me is to let my dog run its course. Let my dog go and get itself bit. You know what? It would never go. It would always come back to me. Because it knew that he can't, I mean, The fact, the the way we could bring it back home was if we just ignored the dog. And then when we ignored him, he would realize that, okay, I'm not willing to support my dog in that fight. So he's just going to come back to me. I learned a lot of faith lessons from my dog, you know. That he would go to attack a street dog or a pig or whatever is on the street. But then... He would look at me more than he's looking at the dog that he's going to attack. Because if I am not there, he doesn't want to attack. Because he's fearful, he's scared, he knows that he can't do anything. He's, he's looking at me and then, okay, Sharat is there, okay, let me go attack. Okay, Sharat is there, let me go attack. Okay, Sharat is there, I can go run. Faith is that. Faith doesn't depend on you. Faith depends on God. Law, the doings depend on your works. Law depends, uh, Faith depends on God. When you fast, when you pray, when you try to act spiritual, when you lead a worship song, when you sing in your worship team, all of that don't matter to God. But when you are, are in God, when you are in faith, that's when your doings matter. Your doings don't matter for your faith, but your faith matters for your doings. Are you understanding? Understanding, how much faith do you have? Do you know? Do you have the assurance like see? Do you have the little assurance like my pet when he would look at the owner and then he would get the boldness upon himself so that he can take another step? Many times we don't even turn to look back, we don't turn to look back, we don't turn to look back at God. We don't we don't look at God we don't pause and we say we don't stop at our duties you know we don't we, we, we are directly on a road to a prey and so often we just leave God behind and we are in our own shell of doings I want to read one verse and then we will close this sermon Hebrews chapter come to Hebrews chapter 10 Hebrews chapter 10 verses 38. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 38 For now the just shall live by faith But if anyone draws back Draws back from what? Draws back from living by faith My soul has no pleasure in him the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, I have no pleasure in him. Read chapter 11, verses 6. It says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. A Christian life is a life of faith. See, Romans now begins in faith. He's establishing the fact, that saying, Hey, the entire book of Romans, the introduction is your obedience to your faith. If you have no, the foundation of the introduction of all of the the things that Paul is going to speak further in Romans has a basis as a foundation of faith and I told you what faith is a faith is an assurance assurance and in a believing that even though you do what even though you pour water on the phone even though you uh, you know do whatever stuff like that you know that because it is certified it is going to live through that process and because you have a word of certification over your life you can live through anything You can live through this pandemic. You can actually reign through this pandemic because not because of you, but because of the owner that is behind you, because the creator who is supporting you from the backside, who's pushing you, who's walking with you, alongside of you and who's always carrying you. How beautiful. Now imagine if you say to God, Hey God, I want to have faith in myself. I don't want you. God will leave you up to your own desires. He will give you up to your own stuff. Like I used to give my pet up to his own things, you know. Sooner or later, he would come back. Sometimes he would come back bitten by other dogs. Sometimes he would come back limping because other dogs kind of bit his limb. And then again, there was going to be a time where we were going to treat him, minister to him, and and, uh, call the vet home and, and you know, just pour into his life again. And there was times that I wanted to kill my dog. There were times I thought, hey, I just don't want this dog anymore. This dog is such a disobedient dog. This dog is such an idiotic dog. I don't want this dog anymore. But the moment he came back home and he just, he he would make a noise, you know. He would just come make some kind of a dog noise. That noise, whatever I'm doing, even though I was sleeping, I would just go to my gate. I would say, hey, why did you even go outside? And then I would bring him, I would give him milk, I would give him water. And all my anger would have gone. I would give him a bath, I would call the vet, I would just treat him. I would not go to work, I would not do all of that, I would just be with my dog. Unfortunately, my dog died because he was bit so badly by the street dogs, so badly. All his life he went, he came, we fixed him, he went, he came, we fixed him, he went, he came, we fixed him. But once he went, he was beyond fixable, he was beyond fixable. We could not fix him anymore. He came home and he died in our parking lot, where we would always talk to him and say, "Hey, sniffy, it's okay." But then he died. He never learned his lesson that he is nothing if not for us. He is only protected by us, and if he, without us, goes outside, he's not protected. People today, people today, think they want to be like Jesus and they want to imitate Jesus in their life but they don't know that they have Jesus as a as their vine and these guys are not another person trying to be Jesus but they are the body of Jesus, you know. They think like for example Jesus is a tree They look at the branches of tree. They look at the flourish of Jesus. They look at the fruits of Jesus. And they say, hey, I want to be like Jesus. And they think that they have to be another tree. Where they they have to work for their fruit. Where they think they have to work for their tree to grow healthy. Where they want their tree to look as good as Jesus. Where they think that, you know, Jesus will appreciate you based on how your good tree looks. Jesus will appreciate you based on how, how fruitful your tree is. You How amazing your works are. How amazing your spirituality and all of that is, you know practicality is not spirituality but spirituality will bring forth practicality and we will think you know that growing a tree out of our own self effort is going to please God but did you know that you are not a separate tree did you know that God has taken you and grafted you into himself that right now you don't have to worry about your fruit because the root brings forth your fruit and the root has to be in Jesus Christ spirituality brings forth practicality practicality never brings forth spirituality everything begins in faith if you have faith in God fruit will come if you have faith in God a tree will come if you have faith in God roots are strong if you have faith in God you are protected if you have faith in God everything works together for your good because why because you are planted in God I hope you're blessed you know I am blessed preaching this to you myself now, let's go into a time of offering. Let's go into the time of sowing. Let's let's come to God. See, I'm telling you, right? Don't give to God because you have to. Don't think you want to give to God because this is a rule. No, 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 no. You give to God because you worship Him with all that you are. You, you bring to God because you say, God, this money can't help me. You are my root. You are my source. My money is not my source. And therefore, as a sign saying this money in, does not help me, you bring forth and you offer that money to God that is the intention of your offering the intention of your offering is not for you to gain uh, brownie points in god's book you know you can't go and give to a stranger on the road and say hey I, that was my offering to god no that is not offering to god that is you helping somebody definitely god is going to bless you for that but your offering to god is not you helping or is not you donating it is not you helping somebody else what is god you bring to god but of course you am not saying you should not help others definitely you should go help you are blessed because you should be a blessing God is trusting you because you are a blessing and that's why God is blessing you. And of course you should give to others. But when it comes to giving to God, the intention is not you're helping God. The intention is not you're helping the church. The intention is not, oh, I want to help this church, so I'm going to give to this church. No, the intention is God is helping me. Therefore, I give to God. Therefore, I bring to God. Whatever you're offering today, okay, even if that's ru- even if that's one rupee, even if that's 10,000 rupees, the number here does not matter. The heart matters. If you're giving one lakh rupees to God as an offering and your heart is not right, God does not count your offering as an offering. That's what happened with Cain and Abel. Their heart was not right. It was a heart issue. Now, therefore, today when you're bringing your offerings, bring it in worship, okay? Hold your offering, bring your offering to God, take a few few minutes, and when you're bringing that offering, pray and speak over it. Say, Father, I worship you with my seed. My offering, Lord, is to show that it does not help me, but you do. This is not my source, but you are my source. Therefore, I bring to you. When Isaac was being offered up on that mountain. Abraham knew that Isaac was going to even resurrect, man, he doesn't care. He was confident in the word of God. He had faith in the word of God. That's why you know what happened to Abraham, he became a blessing unto many. Such a great blessing that you know, news says, even the vaccine for coronavirus is coming out of Israel, a blessing unto many. You have the opportunity to become a blessing unto many. The moment you trust God with your money, God will trust you with His money. The moment God can see that you are faithful in little of your money, God will see that He can trust you with a lot of money. And therefore, who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. If you are not faithful in little, you can never experience much. Take time to sow your offerings. Right now is the time to show your offerings. The information is on the screen right now. You can just sew. just take a minute and you can just sew and then we will just pray finally.
2: the in the offering, blessed be your name, every blessing, every blessing.
1: thank you very much thank you very much for joining our services today i am so blessed to preach this i can't wait to see what else god has Throughout the next few weeks, you know, we are, we are going to look deeper into Romans. So I'm just going to pray for you and for the offering that you have brought forth to God. So Father Lord, thank you very much for this day. Thank you very much for the person who is listening to this sermon. Thank you very much for the people he has shared this sermon to. Lord, I pray and I speak a blessing over them, Father, that whatever this word has gone into their heart, Lord, it will be planted, rooted and grounded and it will bring forth root and fruit and Lord, it will be rooted in you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that Lord Jesus, they will realize that it is not practicality that's bringing forth. Their spirituality, but their spirituality that buds forth and fruits out spirituality. Lord, I speak forth, Lord Jesus, that as this person is watching, I speak healing into that person. Lord, as I speak forth healing into that person, I also speak forth stress that is cancelled. Lord, I speak forth the debt that is cancelled, Father. I speak forth every kind of uh, protection over them, Father. Lord, thousand may fall at their side, ten thousand at their right hand, but no weapon that is formed against them will prosper. Lord Jesus, no plague, no pestilence that will come near them will ever take fruition. Lord. Their house is protected by the blood of Jesus Christ because they are watching and because they are your children and because they have faith in you, Lord Jesus. What happens to them happens to you. What happens to you happens to them. Lord, because you are God, nothing bad can touch you, Lord. The devil cannot stand near you. The devil has to flee from you. The devil has no room in your house. The devil has no room in your house. In fact, Lord, angels and spirits of God are ministering to that person who is watching this, Lord. I speak strength, I speak prosperity, I speak holiness, I speak grace and I speak revelation and wisdom into the person who is watching this. Lord, if that person is asking for a job, I pray a job over that person, Lord Jesus. If a person is praying for healing, I pray healing into that person, Lord Jesus. If a person is asking for prosperity, I pray prosperity into that person. If a person is asking for a business idea, if a person is asking for a great idea, Lord, I pray that idea into that person, Lord. Speak to them through dreams and revelation and through wisdom and through others, Lord Jesus, and through the oracles of God. Lord, if that person is talking and asking, Lord Jesus, for peace and, and, and calm and rest, Lord, I speak rest into that person, Father. If that person is saying, Hey, God, I want to go out of India, Lord, I speak that to happen into him Lord Jesus nothing no consequences around the world are going to stop the plan of God in our lives in your life, in my life in my neighbor's life in my brother's life in my family life Lord I pray for the families of the people who are watching protect their entire families Lord if there is any unbeliever in their families I speak I speak revelation knowledge unto them Lord open their eyes by the grace of God have mercy on them have grace over them Father open their eyes Lord Jesus to the revelation of the beauty of God Jesus Christ thank you very much Lord thank you very much for each and every one of them who's come here watched us. bless them bless them bless them and Lord let them be an evangelist for your name let them love you so much that they can't shut up about you let them talk about you all this time thank you so much in Jesus precious name I pray amen 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 I bless you with the blessing of Lord Jesus Christ you know may his face shine upon you go and enjoy your next week but make sure that your next week if it is rooted in Christ it will bud forth more fruit than if you were rooted in your practicality
0: have a great week Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to project you into your fullest calling by strengthening your spirit to do everything you were created to do. It is your continued love, support, and partnership with Eagle Mount Church and Pastor Sharath Yelassiri that makes these messages possible. For more information and to find out how you can partner with us, visit www.eaglemount.in. That's www.eaglemount.in. See you for the next episode. Until then, soar on!